Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. Welcome back to Pit Stop. I'm your host, Lucas Walker, and joining me is a sommelier of e-commerce content and uh, just really content as it relates to e-commerce, Shopify, and merchants in particular. And that's what we'll be talking a little bit about today. If you heard me talking about SEO with Dan Dembski previously, Will and I are going to jump into the tactics and some of the myths about SEO when it comes to Shopify because there's everyone seems to have an opinion on it. Um, I think we all know the, the phrases about opinions. And for me personally, one of my ethos is that email and SEO pays the bills. And what better way to, to gain emails and SEO and, and make sales than by ranking on Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, Go, whatever search engine you're using. So Will, thank you so much for joining me. I guess it's worth mentioning that you do work at a UK agency, Underwater Pistol as well. Great team. You do a lot of work on subscriptions. Will, thank you so much for joining me on Pit Stop. Thank you so much for having me, Lucas. Nice to be here. Thank you. So let's jump into it. Um, and I think it was a, a post on LinkedIn about someone saying that Shopify is not good for SEO or something. And just it's something that's been disproved a zillion times, but for <laughs> some reason. And I know people get fixated on the URL structure of Shopify. If you want to get really technical, they also build a lot of things into the platform, like having your, like displaying H1 tags as H2. So it's more aesthetically pleasing, but it indicates to the search engines that it is important content. That's a topic for another day. Will, what are some of the myths around SEO when it comes to Shopify in particular? Yeah, I mean, you, you touched on the uh, the URL structure thing um, being being a major influence on um, the SEO. I suppose um, another element is the fact uh, that you need to keep on top of the speed. Um, so we get a lot of you know Shopify slow at this, Shopify slow at that, and those are that's just just not true. You know, Shopify has been built to withstand uh, an influx of traffic, and you know, built on the best hardware. And cloud source, uh, cloud storage servers possible. So, yeah, in terms of the speed, which I think is probably the biggest one that that many people kind of come up, come up against. If you know what you're doing and you can, um, you know, reduce the amount of third party apps or reduce uh, definitely reduce the amount of bad third party apps um, on your store, then you're going to massively improve that speed. That's interesting. So. Um... And, and Shogun Frontend is a sponsor of the podcast. So if you're big enough and it makes sense to to go for a headless build, absolutely explore that option, especially if you have a lot of traffic coming from mobile. That's when to really start thinking about headless commerce and that architecture. But maybe for the brands that aren't quite ready to, uh, to decouple their front end and back end, uh, what are some of the ways that you've seen that brands can reduce speed? And you hear all kinds of things of, oh, your images have to be under 200 KB. Don't ever do uh, video. What are some of the truths to that? And what are some of the myths when it comes to uh, content and speeding up your store? Yeah, 100%. I mean, images, images are, are a big uh, part of speeding up the store. 
And it usually comes down to uh, laziness mm-hmm. and uploading the biggest uh, image size that you've got. Um, whereas actually, if you took the time to just resize those images, upload them at the correct size, um, you know, even code in the, the get a developer to code them in properly as well. That's a big part. When it comes to video, you can have video on there, absolutely, but make sure it's compressed um, at the right rate. Make sure if you're uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to display those videos and the background videos on mobile, make sure that it's reduced to that size. You know, no mobile is as wide as a 4K screen and it doesn't need to be as well, you know, for the background mm-hmm. images. No, so nobody's just, watching the 4K video on their phone three inches away from their face looking for every exactly. detail of the thread count. Exactly, yeah. So it's about, you know, reducing that way you can and as much as you can. Mm-hmm. What is the sort of ideal size of, uh, of a, an image on Shopify? It's am, am I wrong saying that 200K is a go-to? I find sometimes images just get really pixelated if you get them any smaller than that. What would you say that cutoff exists, and do you even have a, a specific file format that you like? I, I don't. I don't have a cutoff. I don't have a, a, a file format. It all depends on your brand. You know, some brands um, will have a look at their analytics and see that people are viewing uh, their product pages on high def screens, and therefore, it, yeah, it's it's right that you should have high def images on there. Um, some brands, you know, don't need to have that on there because it's about the speed. So it's it's always a playoff with SEO, um, especially on Shopify. Are you going for functionality? Or are you going for speed and there will always be a playoff unfortunately no um there there absolutely is that trade-off for functionality versus speed and i think that one thing another thing that you mentioned of not being lazy is naming the file sizes and adding that alt text when you upload it it's amazing how many brands don't even exclude their or don't even add their names to their images. And then when you go to search for the brand on on Google to find images, you can't find them. But the competitors show up because they have uh, a common name, which I think is very interesting as well. Yeah, it's lost traffic. Um, You know, Google Images is is a different uh, ballgame completely to, uh, you know, Google main search. It is. And you you can 100%, yeah, win, win some really quick traffic through yeah putting the right alt tags in place yeah and even if you want people to share to pinterest if that's a a big source of referral traffic which for a lot of brands it is especially home goods which we've seen during the pandemic skyrocket it's seo really is the gift that keeps on giving you take an extra two minutes to do a little bit of research on on keywords and just figure out what you should be naming your images and uploading that alt text. And all of a sudden you start getting traffic from not just Google on your SEO, but almost platforms. If you think of Google Image as a plat Google image image search as a platform or even Pinterest as as a platform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, other than page load speed and, and the URLs, what are some of the common myths around SEO when it comes to Shopify? Um, so the URL structure, um, we touched on that before, and it just, you know, if you if you work out uh, exactly how your site's gonna gonna sit, and then fit that within to into the Shopify framework, there shouldn't there shouldn't really be an issue um, with that URL structure. There, there's a there's a big um, argument about around you know if when you go international, um, you can't you know you can't do that um, the forward slash uh, us for instance if you're going out to us forward slash us and then have like a separate store on that um sub file mm-hmm. um 
So the alternative with Shopify then is to do it either on a subdomain or my personal favorite is using a, a country code top level domain, mm-hmm. um, which just helps you helps you kind of become more local um, when you go international. When um, you and, have you worked with a client who's added, let's say they're coming to Canada and they add a .ca or they go to the UK and they add the .co.uk, have you seen that uh, result in an increase in conversion rate? Uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. Using a uh, using a uh, you know mybrand.ca versus ca.mybrand, hundred uh, percent makes it makes it feel more local. One of the, one of the big things as well when you use um, a separate domain um, is that you can you can put those hreflang tags in there, and that can almost boost your SEO. Um, so if you're going into a new market where there's like next to no competition. Uh, or, or a small amount of competition in comparison to your main market, putting those hreflang tags in with a new domain is going to, you know, push some of your authority already uh, into this new market, and it's a really quick win um, for doing that as well. Mm-hmm. And then before we wrap up, we're coming up on the ten minute mark here. If there was one other little myth or misconception that you see brands doing when it comes to their SEO, what it, what is that that they should be be fixing? Uh, blogging. A mm-hmm. brand should blog more, hundred percent, and they should uh, think about how much they're blogging and what they're blogging about, and how big a piece of content it is. There's too many brands I see all the time, you know, you go on the blog and all they're doing is talking about uh, their product and maybe they put 100 words down about how they've got a new T-shirt that's got an extra thread count in, um, where in reality what they should be talking about is something, you know, semantic to that, which can help you gain longer tail keywords. Um, it opens up as well when you're blogging, opens up opportunity for collaboration mm-hmm. with external brands, which helps with the backlink profile as well. And it um, even just helps so, with nurturing. It's if you sell uh, like Dan, Dan Dembski, who was on the podcast earlier, he sells Merino wool. It might just be <clears throat> different activities to do while wearing the shirt that just make you use the product more and have more of a need to to go out and buy more more options of something you already own. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. And, it, and it helps as well. You can reuse that content across you know, email marketing and, and social media as well. Yeah, just... ab- absolutely. There's a great stat from OmniSend that 2% of your emails are sent by automations, but they account for 30% of your revenue. It's easy to just take that uh, blog post and drop it in an automation. Even if it's something as silly as 19 celebrities who love my brand, it works and it creates that social yeah. proof or um, finding that interest, that 19 unforgettable motorcycle trips, and then just setting off that automation to whenever you tag someone as a motorcycle lover, lover, sending that content to them, and it resonates with your brand without having to create a new product or do something drastic to really get their attention. 100%. And I think that's the difference between an online shop and a brand. Yeah. In a... I think that's a great analogy and where we can wrap up this episode where an online store where you run paid traffic to it, make a sale and then forget about it. It's a vending machine. You're just looking for the hot products and just trying to catch people as they go by. Yeah, definitely. 
Awesome. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll see everyone back here tomorrow. Make sure you're subscribed on Apple. Make sure you're following on Spotify and try it in Google Podcasts. Try it on, on Alexa and see if you can find Lucas Walker's Pit Stop by Voice Search. We'll see you back in the garage tomorrow. Appearance on television in primetime can lead to a large number of sales. Just ask anyone who was in the tank pitching their business or the co-founder of TB12 what happened after he won the Super Bowl or whatever I'm allowed to call it in this ad for ShipBob. TB12 had four times their normal sales volume in December and they were able to get all of those orders out on time because they're partnered with ShipBob. You can partner with ShipBob too. Head to ShipBob.com, get a quote, see what difference it could make for your business. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to TripleWhale.com and sign up today.